Hey guys, so I said that part, um, this was going to come out in a week, give me a week, but I decided to not procrastinate for like three days and just go ahead and do it now. So this podcast should come out one day after Sickle Cell Part 2. If not, then something happened. But, um, yeah. So, hmm, I don't know what I titled this video. But it's probably something like, my horrible near-death experience at camper, I almost drowned, not whatever I named it. But this is my horrible camp that I was talking about in Sickle Cell Part 2. This is the camp I really hated. But before I get into the stuff that I really hated, I'm going to give you some background knowledge about the camp. I will use a fake name because I looked it up, the name of the camp. The only result is in my state and the city. So, I'm going to make up a fake name for it. Don't look up the fake name because there might actually be a camp for that camp. And you'll be given a lot of wrong information. So, for the sake of this, I'm going to be using Genetics Camp is the name. So, um, yeah. On to the podcast. Okay, so... Genetics Camp, I really hate it. And I will never go there again. And I curse my teacher for ever telling me that. So first off, how did I learn about it and how did I get there? Well, I learned about it from my science teacher in 6th grade. She really, really liked this camp, apparently, and she thought I'd be perfect for it. So the camp was outdoors, and already at the thought of it being outdoors, I kind of dismissed it. But as you learn from Sickle Cell Camp, that camp was outdoors too, so I decided eh, it may be worth learning a little bit more about. But after learning about it, for my 6th grade teacher, I said nope. I definitely said nope. And I hit that crap from my parents. Because I knew if they heard of it, they would. there would be no talking about it. They would sign me up for sure. So after telling her I wasn't interested, a parent-teacher parent conference about a month later, guess who decides to drop the bomb? That's right. My teacher. And I've hated her ever since for that. She used to be one of my favorite teachers. I hate her. I, I hate her to the bone. <laughs> there will never be a day I forgive her for what she did. Because right as we were about to leave, she drops the bomb. Hey, has your son told you about genetics camp? And mom said, no, what's that? And she went on and told her about it. And after that, mom was saying, yep, you're going. And I told no, 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 mom, mom, mom. And I was doing it really silently, you know, that face you make and the hand signs you make. I was trying to tell her no, 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 and guess what she did? She looked dead in the eye, and then she signed the paper on permission to slip for me to go. And I was so mad at her, and I'm still am to this day. So after signing away my soul for a week, um, I started dreading till the camp came. And once we got there, we learned that camp was far away, like about an hour from the nearest city. In the middle of the woods with no reception. Later we learn that there is a spot for reception. But they tell parents that to make sure that their kids don't take their phones with them. Since it's supposed to be an outdoors camp. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the geography of the camp. Camp was set in the middle of the woods. And it was a known site for bears to come. So um, that's pretty terrifying. And the fact that bears do come there often. And I have seen a bear there. On one of the hikes. Again, that was terrifying. There's a giant lake at about near the center of the camp. 
There's a concession stand that is open once a day, and your parents give you an allowance to eat there. But breakfast, lunch, and dinner are free. And there was some okay food. It wasn't really that good. It was just a smidge above cafeteria food. <coughs> but yeah. The only thing I liked about camp, and there was this one thing that I really liked. I can't remember the couple's names, and I know they have a website somewhere. I think it was like called Still on the Hill. Yeah, that was definitely the name of it. But what they would do is they would play music, like music from instruments and stuff, and they would let you play. Like, once I got to play a ukulele that I had no talent at. <laughs> what they would do is every day around noon or 1 p.m., they would ring a giant bell on anybody who wanted to come read stories. I'm sorry, listen to their stories and do a fun activity after was allowed to come. The reason I did is because I was genuinely interested, and they did cool stuff like sewing, but also it got me away from the in, from the outdoors for an hour, so I did it every day. While all the other kids went and swam in a dirty pond filled with algae. Literally, a few days after we swam, because we got the choice to swim every day, we did a microscopic thing on it, and... Uh, if you saw what was in that lake, you'd never swim there again. But yeah. <coughs> so I should tell you more about our living area. So we stayed in these tiny log cabin shacks that inside had one mattress for each person. And uh, let me tell you what I saw in my mattress on the first day. Spiders and mosquitoes. Specifically mosquito eggs and spiders in my mattress. And keep in mind, they told you to only come with to camp with a blanket and a mattress sheet. That, clothes, towels, you know, stuff like that. But when it comes to your room, you're only supposed to bring a blanket and the sheet with a mattress. So, yeah, I already hated it there. I mean, I already hated it from the moment I knew about it. But as time went on and I learned more and more about camp, the more and more my hatred grew for it. Until eventually, I just wanted to leave. And this came around Tuesday or Wednesday. Because we were stuck there from Sunday to Sunday. One full week. <laughs> Tuesday was about my snapping point, And Thursday. Well, Tuesday through Thursday was just my worst days. And Friday. Friday at that point, I was just done. <laughs> I should probably tell you why Tuesday was my snapping point. Well, I already told you about the misfortune that was Sunday night. But Monday night, I learned a lot more about camp. And that was probably a good factor towards my snapping point. So apparently camp, every day you have to shower. That's not the bad part. I don't mind showering. It keeps me clean. The bad part was, they didn't tell you that in the bathroom, there is no doors. So that means anything from the outside you can walk in. Including bears. Not to mention, they didn't tell you that the entire walls are coated with daddy long legs. And in case you aren't aware, that is a spider. And I have arachnophobia, which is fear of spiders. Those two don't mix. Alright, I'm cool with the outdoors. But it needs to keep its distance. That's how me and the outdoors work. 
I'm cool if you keep your distance. That's why whenever I see a wasp, I'm out of there. <laughs> so, I did not like that being held for me. That, um, yeah, the walls are coated with daddy long legs. And here's how the showering system works. Your camp counselor, unless you want to take a shower early, your camp counselor went with you to make sure that you took a shower. So, <coughs> my mom had packed some baby wipes. I can't remember the reason. I think it was a camp thing. So what I did was, every time I could, I would try to get to the showers really, really early. And i just go with the baby wipes. i go to my cab and grab the baby wipes, and i just stay in there. And i wipe myself with the baby wipes. I'd rush to the bathroom, stay in there long enough, try to avoid the daddy long legs, stay in there long enough to con to make them convinced that I took a shower, wrap myself in a towel, and get out of there. And just say I took a shower. I was able to get away with this, except for three days. Those three days were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's probably why my snapping point was Tuesday. Because Tuesday night, I realized this, that inside the stalls for each shower... There's at least two spiders in each corner. Oh, sorry. Two spiders in their in their inner corner. Now, these spiders are alive. And you wanna know how I know that? Because spiders don't move. Or at least dead ones don't. But alive ones do. So when a spider is moving while you're trying to grab the soap, that's a pretty good indication that you shouldn't be in there. And I screamed and tried to get out of there for at least two times. That's something that I haven't told mom, so she's probably hearing me as I'm recording this. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, I'm not very proud of what I did this time on Tuesday night. And, um, see, Tuesday night, I tried to escape. <laughs> you see, what had happened was, I had a lot of money left over from, um, Oh, sorry, no, this was Wednesday I tried to escape. Tuesday, I tried to get out of there. See, the thing is, your parents are supposed to give you some money for the concession stand, as that's basically your snack between lunch and dinner and breakfast and lunch. So, I had a good amount of money, right? And I didn't have my cell phone, but I knew there was a bus stop not too far. So, if I could catch that, I'd be fine. So, I used to plan to escape. First, I tried to pretend sick. As you all know from the sickle cells videos, you know I guys have sickle cells. So, I'm not proud of this, and it was the only time I did that. But I tried to fake sick. I didn't fake a crisis because they wouldn't fall for that. Because if I faked something like a crisis, they just tell me to get some ibuprofen and call it a day. But I knew I couldn't take any medicine unless I was actually sick. So I tried to convince them that I was really sick and had a really bad stomach flu. That didn't work, so Tuesday failed. Wednesday... I literally tried to escape. See, here's what I did. I packed everything into my bags. And what I did was I tried sneaking out. But I was smart about this. I waited till about midnight or 1 a.m. And I waited. And waited. So, when, so I tried to sneak out with nothing at about 1 a.m. It was convincing. It was, it was convincing that if I, even if I got caught, I would just say I was going to the bathroom. So that's exactly what I did. The The moment the door opened, they were like, hey, where are you going? They woke up. They were actually asleep. I guess I didn't make too much noise. So I said, oh, I just have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, crap. 
because I had the suitcase in the corner waiting to go in case I was able to sneak out. So I was going to try to go in and out five times, and if I could do that, I'd grab the suitcase and escape. And then I used the, then I used the bus stop to probably get out of there. And I had the money, too. Worst case scenario, I just have to tell them, to, I just have to ask mom for some extra money to pay the taxi. <laughs> I know, I know, this is a terrible idea, and I probably could have gotten myself killed if they hadn't woke up. But I didn't care, okay? This camp was horrible. <laughs> Alright, man, I can't wait to see Dad's reaction when he listens to this one. <laughs> anyway, well, apparently after camp, my parents told me they had a bad feeling, especially on Wednesday. You know, the day I tried to, um, escape. So, yeah. <laughs> and I asked them why they never came to pick me up. They said, uh, they, they probably figured it was just bad feeling, bad superstition. See, after Wednesday's, so after Tuesday's fake sick out failed, and after Wednesday's escape failed, Thursday I was just depressed at that point. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, the rest of camp, I was basically just depressed. So, but, uh, something happened Thursday night that made this camp just, whenever someone's mentioned it, just has PTSD at that point. <laughs> and that was almost dying. Now, I remember earlier in the podcast when I told you every day we did some sort of activity, team activity? Well, see, this activity was simple. They had a giant barrel of water, and you had, like, those old-fashioned Gatorade things that they would hold in sports events. So your goal was to fill it up, then drag it to the other side of the lake. Well, sorry, you, you were at the edge of the lake. You were supposed to get it from the jug, drag it, and pour it into the lake. Now, this thing was pretty big. It was about the size of an average 8-year-old. So they had all of us dragging the barrel full of water and then trying to empty it. Now, each time we did successful. But at the end, when it was the last jump and last pour, I was at the edge so I was in between the barrel and the lake of water and the pond of water. So at the last empty exercise, our team was so excited. There was actually two of us at the edge, me and some other dude. That our team must have gotten so excited that they forgot how powerful water is. After this, I never want guys. When you have an entire jug, well, I won't say jug. If you have an entire barrel of water, do not underestimate water's power, okay? Okay, good. Because water is powerful. See, when they, when they tilted over the barrel, the force of the water flushing was enough to knock me off my feet and about two feet deep into the lake. Now, the other guy was a lot more muscular, so all he did was got knocked back, but he didn't fall into the pond of water like I did. Now, keep in mind, this lake was several feet deep. So, I don't know why they let children swim in it, but I digress. <laughs> so, I'm over here. I can't even open my eyes to see what's going on, because I'm not a good swimmer. So, I'm over here. I realize that, hey, I'm underwater, and my foot and leg are scratching against something. And my foot's caught on something. I realize that I'm slowly drowning, and uh, I start panicking, because, you know, water... And humans that can't swim don't mix. So, um, I almost drowned. And when I come out the water from some more, from some lifeguard... Oh, sorry, no, there were no lifeguards. I had to crawl out on my own, which was scary. But, uh, after I wake up... 
well, I won't say I, pa I didn't pass out, but after I get back to the surface, I realize that my legs are cut up from some sharp rocks in the water. I think I still have the scar today. Well, no, it's healed over, mostly. Maybe a little scar fragment of it. Oh, no, wait, it was on my knee. Sorry, guys, I'm looking at the scar right now. Yeah, it was on my knee. So it was my knee and my foot that got scratched up. And, um... See, this camp pretty much had a no-home-return policy. To the point of, even if you got severely injured, and you asked to go home, you know. You get in the no. You get in the no, 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 no. So you didn't have to come after water, out the water, almost drowned. Got leg cut up and bleeding. Guess what they tell me? Oh, hey, go wash yourself off and then go to the nurse for some ibuprofen and call it a day. Maybe some... Oh, sorry. Get some band-aids and maybe some ibuprofen from his back all in the day. I was like, can I go home? They said, nope. <laughs> See, there was some other girl that got her arm very injured. I think it, like, cut off. No, wait, it wasn't cut off. But her arm was very injured. She asked to go home? Nope. <laughs> you weren't going home unless it was serious. And even then, it had to be an ambulance. So, Thursday, after my near-death experience and the fact that I still couldn't go home, I was just basically angry and depressed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, I hated the world. And see, I don't think I told you guys this, but I had a journal with me. Mom thought I'd be drawing it and stuff. But no, I read down an entire diary. And, um... I... That diary now? Well, uh, I've just destroyed it. Mainly because it gave me a bunch of bad memories. And because after realizing what I wrote, I just decided, nope, this can't stay. Ripped it up. I didn't write anything bad in it, like curse words or anything, but let's just say there was some negative stuff in there. And I don't want to revisit that time ever again. In fact, the only reason I'm making this video is to cope. And hopefully get this horrible camp experience out of my life forever. So Sunday comes, my dad sees that I got cut up on my knee and leg, and he gets really mad. So, um, I told him that he's nothing to worry about. And I guess from that, that was basically the end of, um, Janae's camp. He almost let that one slip up. But, um, yeah, I absolutely hated that camp. I'm never going back there again. And I'm still mad at my mom for signing me up there against my will. So, um, I guess the moral of this story is never go to science camps or any type of camp that's told your teacher is fun. It's most likely that teacher has no idea what they're talking about. Stay enchanted. Bye!